0: and we want to be able to share the real, true, and authentic story of George Floyd. Some pieces and some stories that many people don't know till this day. George Floyd, he was a community man. He would give the shirt off his back for anyone. He fed the homeless. He showed up anytime he had the chance. So whether it's uh, doing um, Uh, homelessness outreach, feeding the homeless, school drives, uh, giving away gifts for Christmas, uh, cleaning up the community, providing more resources, um, collaborating with community organizations. That's what we are about, because we know that we need each other to thrive and survive in this life.
1: Jakari Harris, a native of Tallahassee, Florida, is an author, life coach, social justice activist, and inspirational speaker. He serves as the executive director at George Floyd Memorial Foundation. The George Floyd Memorial Foundation works to unite voices for change, challenge the systemic obstacles facing communities, and eliminate the violence against and murder of unarmed, nonviolent, and non-resisting black individuals. The programs mobilize communities, address the root causes of inequality such as economic opportunity and combat the systemic violence affecting Black Americans by working to build a fair legal system. Jakari, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good morning. It is
0: such a pleasure to be on the show with you. I have been looking forward uh, to this podcast, so thank you for having me this morning.
1: Well, I'm really excited uh, to talk to you, to hear more about you personally, and also uh, just even more importantly, the work that you're doing It's just so critical. And so uh, let's start with you. Can you give us a three-minute overview of your background, your education, how you became to be the executive director of the George Floyd Memorial Foundation? And we'll go from there.
0: Certainly. Well, as I stated, my name is Jakari Harris, born and raised in the capital city of Florida, Tallahassee. Um, I uh, I grew up in the foster care system, was adopted at the age of two and a half years old. And, you know, my life... Um, has been a journey just like your life has been. And what I have learned is the work that I do today uh, will determine my tomorrow. So when I learned that phrase and learned that concept in middle school, I worked hard every day, every night, trying to understand my true identity, trying to understand what was my purpose in life. So going through elementary, middle, and high school is where I truly found my true identity. And when I really um, stop allowing people to tell me about myself, but start telling people about what I know about myself, which is my true identity, which is you know exactly what happened to me, why it happened to me. Um, so I went back in time and got all of the court dockets when I was in foster care, when I was when I was adopted, and I just wanted to see exactly why is it that my 10th grade teacher is my sister and I did not find out until I was graduating uh, high school? Or why did I get held back in the first grade and I did not find out until I was in 11th grade in high school? So there was just so many questions and so many facets of my story that I wanted to learn about between my upbringing, between my biological mom, my biological father, and I wanted to know my true self. So I just became the best version of me every single day running the halls, you know, in sports, in the community, in the church, and just me growing into a leader that I am today. So after uh, high school, I went off to Badoom kutman University, where I uh, majored in business administration, was very active on the campus, serving as a student body president, and also serving as the National United Negro College Fund President of the Year, um, which has just been extraordinary and just very humbled me in so many different ways, allowing me to realize that my past does not have to dictate or determine my future. Um, And then I went on to study abroad in Senegal, Senegal, West Africa, where I studied uh, policing, where I studied community organizing, where I studied um, how to bring about new laws and new policies that's in the best interest, not of just one ethnicity or one group, but for all people. And right after that, I interned uh, with former... Uh, U.S. Senator Kamala Harris, now Vice President of the United States. And here I am today, um, serving as the Executive Director of the George Floyd Memorial Foundation Coming off of doing a book tour and a book launch of uh, my debut, Lost and Found, Finding Success in the Search for Self, that speaks about how you can rise above the losses in life to begin the new. And, the, and like I said, this is not a uh, matter of your past, your circumstances, your financial, uh, fi- financial status. What matters is the work that you to do today. And you make up in your mind that you can be the change that you wish to see. So through my upbringing, through my, Transformations through my growth, through my dedication, through my determination has allowed me um, to prepare for this role as the exec director of the George Floyd Memorial Foundation. And it it's such an honor.
1: Wow. I mean, that is quite a level of achievements. Uh over, I mean, why, And I know my I know the next book that I'm gonna be reading. So that's fantastic. Um, I that's just so impressive. Um, I love your background. Thank you for sharing that with us. And so let's talk more about the George Floyd Memorial Foundation. Uh, Tell us about the mission, what programs and initiatives do you have as an organization and how do you go about accomplishing your goals? Uh, Perfect,
0: so um, at the George Floyd Memorial Foundation, our mission is to amplify George Floyd's story through organized community outreach, through educational programs, and intentional reform initiatives. And the reason why the family and the board chose those three main pillars is because so many things was going on when George Floyd was first murdered. There were so many stories about him and we want to be able to share the real, true, and authentic story of George Floyd. Some pieces and some stories that many people don't know till this day. Um, so we want to be able to just share the message that George Floyd, he was a community man. He would give the shirt off his back for anyone he fed, the the homeless he showed up anytime he had the chance and what i love about the family is they say we're not perfect george floyd was not perfect we are imperfectly um in imper- we are perfectly imperfect um and that's the notion that we've been taking on this um so when it comes to community outreach george floyd was a pillar in his Houston community, and in the Minneapolis community. So we wanted to continue that work, that legacy that George Floyd had started when he was alive, being an active constituent in the communities that he resided in. So whether it's uh, doing um, uh, homelessness outreach, feeding the homeless, school drives, uh, giving away gifts for Christmas, uh, cleaning up the community, providing more resources, um, collaborating with community organizations. That's what we are about because we know that we need each other to thrive and survive in this life. And the third thing is um, educational programs. And we know the importance of education in this day and time. Education is the prime need of the hour. Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune stated that. And for for me as a Former foster youth growing up in a foster care system. I know that a small percentage of foster youth, you know, graduate with a college degree. Um, so I knew when a family wanted to work on educational initiatives, I said, let's, let's hammer it in. Let's figure out how we can get more resources to students whether to do internship programs, fellowships, externships, scholarships. So just this past year, we were able to give out over $50,000 in education initiatives through scholarships, through internships, through micro grants, through those small resources that is essential. And we were able to adopt classrooms element in elementary, middle and high school, adopt those classrooms, to provide needed resources and necessities to those students. So when I say that we are being the change that we wish to see, we're doing that every single day. Man,
1: I. I love, I love the vision. I love the approach and uh, the impact that you're making. I, I think it's just, it's just profound. Um, and I, and I really, I really appreciate that. Um, so, so shifting to to talk a little bit about about TechBridge and our mission there. I think, as you probably know. Uh, TechBridge's mission is to eliminate the cycle of generational poverty, and one of our core pillars in doing that is social justice. And so, in your words, um, how does fighting for social justice aid in eliminating generational poverty? How are those two things connected?
0: Definitely. Well, social justice is not just dealing with police brutality. And so many people I I meet, I think it's just dealing with police brutality, but it's bigger than police brutality. Social justice is the arch and there's so many things under the arch, which is you know, like eliminating hunger and so many initiatives that you all have. So with that, we know that there's not adequate resources. We know that there there's people um, in certain positions that is not doing the best work. For all constituents, when I say for all constituents, yes, there's Democrats, yes, there's Republicans, but I'm a firm believer that we all have more in common than than what separates us. So with that, let's get our commonalities together and focus on how we can be the change, not just for one group, one race, one ethnicity, one age, one gender, one religion, but for all people, because we are in the United States and we have to remain united to move forward.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's so well said. So, so well said. So, all right. So uh, so, so going back to to the George Floyd Memorial Foundation, I mean, what does the next five years look like? You know, what's on the horizon for you? Uh, Certainly. So, you know, this
0: is an amazing time here at the foundation. We're in a transitional mode. You know, we were uh, working and traveling so much in 2021 for the trial of uh, Derek Sauvin and, you know, the novel Remembrance of George Floyd and, um, his 48th birthday and just so much. We wanted to get ourselves out there so people know that we are not just saying justice for George just to say that we want justice for accountability. But we're saying it because we knew that if George Floyd was still here today, that he would be doing mighty great work, that he would be transforming lives, transforming communities. So we were putting on our working boots every single day fighting for change. So in the next five years, there's so much to come. But what I can certainly tell you is in the next couple months, we are releasing a mental health program, providing resources, providing tools, providing education, providing funding to constituents, to people all over the U.S., because we know the stigma on mental health and the services that aren't provided to black and brown Americans, to other um, nationalities and other races. So we want to be able to provide those resources and educate people first on the importance of mental health and then provide those necessary action and resources that will bring about a new change, a new day, a new atmosphere, a new life for that
1: person. Mm, I love that. I love that. It's so great. So important. It's so important. It is. So, uh, so if people are listening to this show, they want to maybe they want to connect, learn more about what you're doing. Uh, where can people find you? Find the organization. How can they get involved?
0: Definitely, you can get involved. You can uh, go online to dgeorgefloridamoyefoundation All of our social media platforms are up there. If you would like to connect with me, feel free to email me. My email is info. At Jakari J A C A R I Harris H A R R I S dot You can connect me on with connect with connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, any platform you desire at Jakari W Harris. Listen, I'm here being the change. I show up every single day, wanting to transform communities, transforming lives, and I can't do it without you. So although you know you, you may you know be going through some things in life, although you may seem burdened, although your schedule may seem hectic, I know that you are correct. I know that you are perfect in your imperfections. I know that you own your light, You own your future. You are bold. You are the change. You are greatness and you are here and you are enough. So let's continue to be the change that we wish to see together
1: man Jakar, so well said. I don't have any final questions. That was amazing. I can see why you're an inspirational speaker. Um, you're an inspiration. The work that you're doing is so important. and and we at Techbridge and me personally I just we just can't thank you enough uh, for joining us on the show today.
0: I appreciate you so much. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to Techbridge Talks, a podcast about breaking the cycle of generational poverty through the innovative use of technology. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit TechBridge.org. That's TechBridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.